Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be walking you through one of my current designs. Hi, everyone. Welcome back again. I know uh, it seems like it's been forever since I've been on my podcast again, but we're back in. Ilya's not going to let me out of it. Uh, I know there's too many people that need my help and have questions. And so today uh, was different for me. I, I mentioned last time that I've found myself designing again. And every time I try to stop designing, <laughs> I end up coming back. Um, you know, it's either a client that I've worked on before and they want to continue using me now. They've got a new house or, a, you know, mother or someone that they they want me to help with. Um, this time, it's, it's a project I've been talking about for quite a while. We've been talking about this since February. And it's a client that has been difficult. Um, she lives out of out of state and she's helping her adult son do his house. And he's been very successful and reached a point in his life where he wants his home to reflect that. And she has, you know, beautiful taste. He's always admired her design ability. And so she's been helping him do this house. And it's been a three-year project for her. You know, they they took this house down to the studs. And so the, the decisions she's made have been amazing. The choices, you know, the taste, the, the exterior is beautiful, the, the kitchen, the bathrooms. And when we came into it, it was it was towards the end. It was when we were doing the finishing touches and um, case pieces. She already had her upholstery. And so we were brought in towards the end to kind of finish things up. And it's been a, a struggle. A, it's, it's hard when a client's out of state and she's not here. I can't just show her things every day. I can't say, Hey, stop by the store today and come see what I've picked out. So we've been doing a lot of zoom calls and you know, this day and age, it's kind of par for the course, right? So why not? Why not use that tool? Um, today we were doing FaceTime as I was presenting to her son at his house. Um, but I, when I do this again, I'm reminded of things and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is a good teaching moment. Oh, this is something I should tell the designers. This is something I should, because it it's a way that I solved a problem. It's a way that I expressed that to the client and it worked. They, they finally saw what I was trying to express to them. I finally was able to convey my ideas for the space and my inspiration and really click through and, and, and like it was finally seen a light bulb. We finally feel like we've finished. We've wrapped stuff up. We've made serious decisions and we now can move forward and we can start to see momentum. So I'll take you back through with, you know, a little bit of what we did and then the decisions that we made today. And I want to sort of walk you guys through the way I did the presentation. And then I have a really funny story. <laughs> I haven't even told Ilya yet, but happened today at that house. So, uh, <sighs> Like I said, we've been working on this for quite a while and, um, I'll use first name. So Chris is the client that I, that I closely work with. And again, amazing work, especially when she's not a designer professionally. And I keep telling her this, I keep saying, listen, it's okay. I work with new designers every day. This is something that I see happen. It's a common mistake or it's a common you know, problem that you overcome. Don't worry about it. This is, you know, this is how we'll fix it. This is how we can make it better. And 
you know, I know it's a struggle again, but she's not even trying to make this her career. She just doesn't want to make any mistakes and let her son down, right? This is his chance to shine. And he has no design ability. He knows what he likes and he knows what he doesn't like. And today we finally came to a point where it was like, all right, the analogy I use, and you guys know, I always teach with analogies. I told him it's been really frustrating and hard as a designer because there's so many boxes that I've been put into and so many restrictions. Um, he doesn't like gold. Well, try to design a house without using gold these days. It's tricky. Uh, he doesn't like wood, a lot of wood, but it's because the place that he'd been staying in for three years, the rental was all old eighties Oak. So I get that. He, he was so sick of it. He didn't want any more brown. That's all he'd seen for three years. Um, he's not crazy about metal legs on furniture. Uh, what were some of the other criteria? Um, a, it had to also be in stock and fast because he's waited so long for this project to be finished. And he just wants to start enjoying the house. He keeps inviting, you know, groups of friends over. He lives on a golf course. He, he wants to have these golf tournaments and great getaway weekends for his friends. And the house is still, it's not empty, but it doesn't have any life. And so I finally had to explain to him, I said, it's like you take a chef and you say, make me an amazing meal, but you can't use salt and no pepper. And I don't like garlic and no gluten and dairy. And you can't. it's much harder to make a great meal. You have to let the artist have a little creativity. You have to put some faith in that the finished product is going to be beautiful, that textures and wood and metal and gold and silver and, you know, black, gray and color, they bring life to a space. And if you want something that's simple and austere, check out uh, Kanye and Kim's old house. That's fine. But I knew this guy. He does sports. You know, he lives on a golf course. There's so much color that comes in through there and, and, and he's funny and, you know, he's young. I knew that it could be so much more if he just loosened the reins a bit. So I knew that, uh, we'd been discussing drama. He's, you know, we were working on his master bedroom right now. And, um, he said, I want, I want to walk in and just be like, wow, you know, this is, it's elegant. It's sexy. It's powerful. It, it, you know, shows how I've reached success in my life. You know, he wants it to represent his lifestyle. Totally get that. But the direction they were going, it was a little too timid, I think. And he said to me, you know, if you see a picture and you think, whoa, like way overboard, he goes, that's okay. I want that. So today he said, all right, I've had this idea. I want to paint the back wall navy blue, and I want to paint the ceiling navy blue, and I want to paint this wall navy blue, and the rest I'm going to keep white. And I would start to say, well, I have this. Says, no, 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 this is what I want. This is what I want. And I want it to be just like this. And so finally, you know, listening to him, as you do, because he's the client, listening to him, listening to him, but I knew that he wasn't going to like it. I said, hold on, you're not going to like it. And he said, well, what do you mean? Why, why won't I like it? Let me explain. You want these bold colors, right? Drama. I get that. But you're going to leave two of the walls white. You're going to have all of this dark in the ceiling dark. And you're going to leave this stuff white. I said, look at my blouse. Thank goodness I was wearing this today. 
I said, this is a bold statement. This is a bold pattern. This pattern makes a statement, but it's black and white. I said, what if this was a black shirt with small little tiny white prints or the opposite white with little black? I said, that would be much more subtle. Think of a tie. You know, think of a, of a man's suit tie. If it's a big, chunky, bold pattern, it makes much, you know, it, it, it feels more abrasive. It feels more aggressive. I said, I know you want this room to be dramatic, but you don't want it to be aggressive. You want it to be peaceful. You want it to be, um, you know, someplace where at the end of the day, you're going to relax. This is your little oasis, but you still want some drama. I said, just give me a chance. Let me show you what I've come up with. It's like, okay. So here's the rendering. It's a lot of blue. Um, but these renderings again, and it's just my, you know, chicken scratch. They don't take me very long. Um, it's classic old Prismacolor markers and Prismacolor color pencils. But this was enough. I showed him this. He said, oh, okay. Now I can see it. The other thing that, and I always teach, don't name the puppy. It's one of my big things. Don't name the puppy when you're doing a project. What does that mean? Don't fall in love with one aspect of the project and you latch onto it, but you haven't shown the client yet. The client doesn't know about it, but you've fallen in love and you've built the whole room around it. Well, I did this. <laughs> so I had some backups. <laughs> Uh, he's got a bump out behind his bed. And again, he wants this drama. That is what, when they first remodeled the house, they thought this will be drama, right? We'll make this little sheetrock bump out and, and we'll paint it a darker color and that'll be enough to really emphasize. But it just kind of gets lost, right? It's just not enough. And so I thought, what about texture on the bump out and then repeating the color on the wall so that you get the difference when the light hits it, you're gonna see variation but it's not shocking, right? It's not like multicolored. And so I brought some backups, but what I fell in love with you guys, oh, it's from Stroheim. And we didn't have a sample here. I actually saw it on their website and said, okay, I need to have that. I bought, you know, I had them ship me a sample, which is super easy. You go on Fabricut or Kravit or Robert, Kravit or uh, um, Tebow and any of the other fabric lines or wallpaper. And you can usually request a memo sample. That's what it's called, a memo sample, which is just a little piece that gives you a taste of it. It's actual wood. It's wood veneer that's so thin, it's applied like wallpaper, but it's stained this gorgeous ink blue. Now, this room of his has a ton of light that comes in. He has a 15-foot sliding glass door. And the golf course is out there, and it's a beautiful view. But all of that light pouring in, I knew if you didn't pick the right blue, it was going to start to turn royal blue. When you're working with paint colors, you have to remember the, the, the paint, the light bounces off from wall to wall. It'll, it'll actually condense the color. It makes it deeper, especially if your ceiling's painted dark. And so I knew that this color had to be almost black because he wanted that richness. So I took this over to Sherwin-Williams. Uh, we have one next door. And I said, all right, I need either your bluest black or your blackest blue. Boom. Elizabeth hooked me up. Um, it's beautiful. Inkwell. And it is a black. It's considered black, but it's got this deep navy blue undertone to it. 
And I think it's going to be gorgeous. The sun's going to come in from the side and hit that wood grain and be a little bit light reflective, but not glammy. He doesn't want glammy. He doesn't want it like Miami. He said he doesn't want, you know, that too glitzy. He wants it elegant and rich. So being wood, again, it has, you know, it's more like a satin. I think it's just going to hit the light and you'll see texture and not glisten. I want to install it horizontally because I think those stripes would be amazing. And I think this is what's going to make the whole room. He liked it. Yay. I don't know what I would have done if he didn't. Well, I had backups, but come on, let's be honest. This is amazing. He also didn't want window treatments. He was afraid that um, the stack back would take up too much of his view. And, you know, that's why he bought this property. And but every picture that I had seen that he even remotely liked had dramatic dark drapes. We know we went blackout. So I found this great fabric cut. Um, you know, an original fabric I was looking at was too stiff. It was a linen. It wouldn't have folded nicely. It wouldn't have given me a tight enough stack, but this is a thin enough and it's a nice fold to it. it it's, it's, uh, let me see. Oh, my glasses. It's a polyester and viscose, right? Um, navy, Tuscan Navy from Fabricut. But this next to this and the paint, sexy, right? So as I'm describing this, I'm, I'm talking to him just like I'm talking to you guys. I talk about how the light's going to hit it. I talk about how this color is spot on. And thank goodness the expert at Sherman Williams helped me find that. How this is going to stack tighter. I describe it to him like this. I'm not just saying, well, this is it. Here's your, I think this is great. You should do that. <laughs> you have to romance it a little. You have to, to, to make them imagine it. They have to picture it in their mind as you're describing it. So he's picked up a few little tips from us and he said, now, what I'm guessing you're going to say is you're going to make this dramatic, but then you're going to, you're going to take it to the limit and then you're going to pull it back a bit. And that's how we get it from from going overboard and, and create a great design. I said, yes. I said, let's add some wood, but not the ugly oak, not the yellow that you're used to. Let's add a beautiful dark cherry or mahogany because that next to navy blue is stunning. That is classic. That's sophisticated. He loved the idea. I also uh, got to throw in my favorite bench. This is from Four Hands. I love it. Again, the other benches they were looking at, simple, eh, you know, brown leather. This is sexy. And so I used words like I said, this with the channeled leather, it's a top grain, full top grain leather. It's beautiful. And this rich, rich, rich chocolate brown. I said, this to me looks like Studio 54 in New York or Halston. This is class. This is elegance. It's it's rich. And the curves, the, the um, channeled stitching on it, it's going to be spectacular. And he said, well, how big is it? And I said, oh, and I happen to remember that, you know, knowing my products, I said, it's actually 60 inches here. I've got a tape measure. Let's show you. So we measured out to his bed. Here's 60 inches. See, look how great. He said, well, what's that old bench I have? It's 48. Oh, okay. So the 60 is better. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be beautiful. He's oh. like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Whew. Now I still, <laughs> I still have to pass it by Chris, but I think she's going to love it. And he was so happy. Um, and that's really at the end of the day what she wants. And I made sure it was all in stock. 
Uh, a couple other little things I'm going to do. Um, I am reupholstering his headboard. Would I advise this to anyone else? No. But he has a custom mattress. It's 98 by 98. It's a hard to find bedding. It's hard to find sheets. I can have some custom bedding down. The sheets is a little trickier, but that headboard, he had had a custom headboard made it for, you know, for it already. I thought, well, it's already there. The structure's there. The foam is there. He's going to have his, his, uh, uh, contractor, which I'm sure he'll love cut, cut it down, cut down the leg so that it's down to a more contemporary height. Right now it has the big camel back arch on the top and it's, it's way too high. So we're going to cut it down. So it's low and sleek. And I found this great gray. It's a men's suiting fabric that has a tiny little white pinstripe. So when you look close, you see the stripe from, from back far, you can't tell. It just looks like a sort of a worsted wool in a deep gray. I also knew that gray bedding was going to be easier to find. Gray sheets was going to be easier to find than a specific blue. Because again, I don't want, I couldn't do any of these other blues. I mean, these would turn royal. These would turn, you know, too light. That would turn light blue. This is going to be too fruity, too, too uh, Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard. He didn't want that. He wants the deep ink black, ink blue. So I was so thrilled that he loved everything. Now, my final challenge is going to be uh, the rugs. Now, I found a couple rugs, and I'm going to show you guys the presentation that I gave him. I found some rugs that would work. This rug, uh, this is from uh, Laloy. Uh, this will work. It's the right blue. But it's just kind of, mm. his floors are, are gray. They're really light gray wood. And uh, all of the, the dressers and cabinets, they're all custom built, painted black. Again, meh. But this rug. I keep coming back to this rug. Since February, I fell in love with this rug. It's, uh, let's see, this is Fazy, I believe. It's a little more expensive <laughs> because this room is so big and the bed is so big. It needs to be at least a nine by 13. And since rugs, you know, the price goes up exponentially based on square footage where an eight by 10 seemed kind of affordable. The nine by 13 is closer to about $10,000, which seems like a lot, especially to someone who's not used to buying furniture. So I had to talk to him about hand knotted. I mean, you can tell from the back, you can always tell on the back of a rug if it's been hand knotted because you see the pattern on the back, just like the front. Each one of these little yarns is hand knotted. That's why it's more expensive. He said, I'll trash it in a year. I said, no, you won't. This is 100% wool. This rug will last a lifetime. Not only that, they appreciate Look at old vintage rugs that go for 20, 30,000. They started like this. They started as a hand knotted wool rug. This will stand up where a viscose or, or a cheaper rug isn't going to stand. It'll get holes. You'll get, you know, um, it just wears, it flattens. It's hard to vacuum. This is a rug that's going to last forever. And, and I told him, I said, but, but this is what makes it sexy. Like you'll have all of this deep, dark, rich. And then on the floor, you have punches of light. You have little bits of gray. This is going to tie everything together. This could be a focal point. You don't have room for art on your walls. This is going to be the art in your room. He liked that idea. Still have to convince him of the price, but fingers crossed. 
All right. So then we had different places in the, in the house. Again, we got down to, uh, where we were looking at like the foyer, we, uh, have the coffee table. So he's got his big sectional, he's got the rug, he had the chair, um, you know, the lighting's all done, but we need a console piece for the foyer and a mirror above it. And we need a good coffee table. And Chris and I had really worked, we worked for about six weeks on this Vanguard piece. In fact, I think I mentioned it. Um, it was going to be beautiful. It was a pretty hefty price tag. And I, I, in my mind, I kept reminding her that it says it's in stock, but the way Vanguard works is they get these pieces made overseas, they bring them in, and then they're hand-finished in the United States. Well, hand-finishing a piece takes a little bit longer. And so even though it says in stock, that's a raw piece of wood. So to have it finished, they said they're still quoting 20 weeks. That's a long time to wait. And so we got all the way down. I had my rep bring me out samples and we'd showed him samples and got approval and everything. This was weeks ago. And then we said, all right, well, it's going to be 20 weeks. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. I have friends coming for the holidays. I don't want to keep going month after month after month and not have any great furniture. Like I, I look like I'm living like a, you know, a, a young bachelor and that's not who I am anymore. I said, okay. Kind of back to the drawing board. But what I did is I went back to my original designs. I went back to the first few pieces that I, I fell in love with and that my gut instinct said, I wish he liked wood because this piece would be spectacular. Now that he's softened up on the wood a little, uh, I knew this was my opportunity. So I've talked about design files before, you guys, and and I still, I love this program. Um, I, I So far, I haven't found anything wrong. It's clearly designed by designers. It's really easy to use, especially when you want to present to a client because you have the ability to put all of the information in there, all my wholesale pricing, my client facing name. So they can't Google it and look it up and see if they can find it cheaper. Um, the dimensions, the shipping status, that's a new line they added. Uh, you know, all of those things are behind the scenes, but I just have to click a little button that says client view and all of that goes away, but I can click it back and it all comes back up. So I brought him the presentation and I knew he was a visual person. I knew that that rendering made a difference. I knew that pictures made a difference. I knew that he, he wanted to see it all pulled together. And, uh, one of the best examples was I showed him a table and he said, no, I don't like it. I said, well, blah, 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 blah. hold on. Let me show it in the space. He said, oh, well, I like it there. I'll give you that example. The other thing, and I'll show you guys this. I hope you can see it. Um, maybe I'll have Ilya put the, the slides up. But you have this ability. If I can do this upside down. Close. You have the ability to see all of the pages that I've created for his design. I wasn't going to show him these down here. These were kind of my playing around, brainstorming, um, you know, the original just dragging and dropping, dragging and dropping my inspiration pictures. I wanted to show them the pictures up top, but I could choose that. And so I put together four different console pieces with a round mirror above and a little bit different accessories. And I just presented those to him. I'll blow this up. This is my first choice. And it's the first one I showed him. And I didn't even have to show him the others because this is beautiful. Uh, it's a four hands, 
piece. Um, what makes it really unique is this top edge of the door is a live edge and the bottom is slightly a live edge, but the rest of it is very sleek, sort of mid-century modern. It's clean, it's sophisticated. And to be completely honest, when I saw it at market the first time and a group, and I, and I told him this, I said, we walked into market and we all went, whoa, beautiful. When you can get a group of interior designers who see furniture all day long to say, oh, look at this. That says something. I said, this is going to be that hero piece. This is the piece that is the first thing they see when they walk in. This is going to be something that you talk about. It's nature. It's far more modern. It's, it's current. You know, he's not an old guy. He needs something that's a little bit fresh. It's a little bit stylish, but still classic fits the bell. So I got a great round mirror. I put some different accessories and I know you'll want to see. So I will show you the others I was going to show him. Um, here's another one from four hands. Beautiful. It almost looks like it's carved out of one piece of wood. In fact, somehow the doors kind of are, but they're wrapped. It's a curved and it's all the grain flowing around. And it's gorgeous. I knew it might be a little off because the wood was kind of light. And I didn't know that he likes that rich, deep wood. Um, this was one from Uttermost, really textured and carved. This was something that was in the background picture that I had shown Chris a month ago. And she said, oh, that's an interesting piece. But then we dropped it, right? Well, I, if she thought it was interesting, maybe he would think it was interesting. So, I, and I wanted to give him really different choices so that he could make a decision. Um, and here's the last one. It looks kind of plain, universal furniture. This is actually little narrow uh, rectangles of marble stacked. So you've got texture, but it's all white marble. And then the outside is a deep, rich, it looks like a walnut. It's really, really pretty. But he trusted me with the first one. That was my first gut instinct. There's enough cold in the house. There's enough marble and gray and black. We needed some warmth. We needed some wood. We needed some nature. Yay. He loved it. Then, so here's another, this is up in the loft. Now this is a chair from Norwalk that we did and he's already sold, he already owns this. We, we, we ordered it in February. He has it, it's installed, but we didn't have the space put together. And a lot of it I think is, you know, let's wait to see what that piece looks like. And then, well, you know, as a designer, you have to put it all together. You know, you can't do an art piece and just draw the person's face and then, you know, well, does it look good now? Okay, well, maybe I'll put hair on her. Well, does that look good now? Well, maybe I'll put a shirt on, you know? You have to do the whole thing as art. And so one of the specifics, um, his parents had actually bought this as a lithograph. It's gorgeous. Of Augusta, it's the golf course and he loves that golf course and he loves to play golf. It's a passion, like truly a passion. And it's a huge print. She thought, well, maybe we can put it up there. So she actually sent me a photograph she had taken of it, laid down on a table. I had to get a Photoshop to make it uh, upright, spread the top, remove the background, and then I could drop it in a fake frame to show him what it would look like framed next to his chair and next to this awesome fazy rug that I ordered for him. Um, what's next? <clears throat> this is his little office, which is already done, but I'm adding a rug and a little swivel chair. He needed more seating and it had to soften up. Black leather and navy blue. It was just too much. It was too dark. Let's see. And there's a couple other pieces. Um, but this is that first picture I showed him. I was showing uh, 
coffee tables. And, and I just wanted to see his reaction. He said, I hate them all. I said, hold on, hold on. I said, now this one would be really natural. I said, I don't want, I don't want glass. I said, okay, fair enough. Fingerprints, get it. This one, too much marble, too much metal, still too cold. This one, not elegant enough. He goes, mm, I don't think I like it. And I said, oh, but look at it in the space. Hold on. <laughs> isn't that fantastic? Now, this isn't his real sectional. I didn't sell him a sectional. I don't have a picture of it. But I found on Design Files, they have enough stock photos in there and different uh, vendors that they represent. And so I found a gray sectional, pretty generic, looks like his. I found a couple poofs because he's got navy blue poofs in there. He has a swivel chair that's actually a really tight plaid. It doesn't matter. It represents it. I knew that visually this would be enough. And then here's another case piece that I wanted to sneak in there. He has a, a turntable and it's wired up to the speakers in the corner of his room. But because the sofa's so big, you can't walk past, you can't put a piece of furniture there because you can't get into the room. But this is narrow. It's 24 inches wide. It can go up against the window. Because it has the shelves, the light's still going to come through. It's not going to completely block his view if he doesn't want to. But the great thing is this bottom shelf is tall enough. It's kind of like the one behind me where a turntable will fit and you still have room to lift the lid. I know that because even on their website, they show it with a turntable in it. And he wanted something where he could store some records. Done. Loved it. Great. He said, oh, now I like that coffee table. Now I can see it. Okay. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Sometimes it's just as simple as showing them everything together. He's a finance guy. You know, he knows more about money than I will ever know. But he doesn't know much about design. He has to see it. I had to teach him. I had to walk him through the process. I had to tell him why I chose each piece. You know, this square fits nicely in the U-shaped sectional. Um, I love that it has a little bit of modern, but he likes clean and simple. Done. We're going to have enough pizzazz with that foyer piece. It's right off of this room that's got more shape and texture. So this, we could keep it simple. And then I'm going to have spectacular accessories on it. So this done. Loves it. Write it up. When can we have it? Yes. <sighs> so many months of working on this project. Now, again, I've shown a couple pictures to Chris, but I haven't shown her the whole thing. Um, so fingers crossed that you like it, Chris, because he really did. Uh, this was one of the inspiration pictures, actually, I'll show you, um, where I got that idea with his bump out behind his bed. I forgot to mention, I happened to be there when his electrician was there, fixing a, a chandelier and we're going to have led lights put behind that bump out. So it really makes it look, what's the word? Um, sexy, right? But it's just different. It's creative. It's artistic. It's, it's more than just slapping some paint on the wall, having the led lights that'll shine on to that blue. It's going to make all the difference. It gives a drama. Um, here's that, here's that bench. Four hands, again, in stock, gorgeous. Can't wait to see it. So excited. Sexy, right? Uh, so I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know if Chris, Chris likes it. Um, again, she wants her, her son to be happy. And, and I've showed her all of these pieces little by little. She's just never seen them all put together. And this was my first chance to actually get to have a one-on-one -on -one audience with him and to present and, and to tell him the story and to tell him why we chose these things. And that was so important. So here's the funny story. <laughs> I was also working 
He has a media room downstairs and like most, you know, dream media rooms, it has the tiered floor and it's completely carpeted and he bought a cloud sofa from Restoration Hardware down below and he has this massive, what, like 80 inch screen and the projector built into the wall. But on the upper part, he didn't know what to do. He didn't want to buy another cloud sofa and it really wouldn't fit. And so I came up with the idea of, you know, he loves vintage. He loves like Frank Sinatra and, you know, the 60s and the classic Hollywood. So I thought maybe we do two swivel chairs, a little table and some classic art, some classic. uh, I even found one that I had some old movie posters. And I thought maybe that would really resonate. He has the popcorn popper, by the way, I didn't put that in there. Um, It was a gift. (laughs) So I'm showing them as he says, well, you know, it looks good. I I like what you've done. Like, I like it, but I have an idea. And he said, it might be a little crazy. In fact, it's probably really out there, but I don't care. I think it's going to be awesome. And my friends are going to love it. In his bedroom, his most favorite piece of furniture is one of those really fancy massage chairs. We're talking full-blown, like it massages your hands, it massages your feet. And he was telling me how he had had back surgery years ago and he's always really struggled with the back and especially golfing so much. And he used to have a masseuse come to the house twice a week, but he said she talked too much and (laughs) she was late. He had to deal with it. And it was always big, you know, hours of time. This chair has saved his life because he can jump in for 20 minutes. He said... I'm thinking of putting two of these chairs down in the theater room up on that level. He said, every time my friends come to stay, they always say, hey, can I go sit in your chair? He said, every time my mom comes to stay, at first she didn't like the chair because it's, you know, an eyesore, this big black leather thing in the middle of his room that we're trying to make beautiful. But she ends up sitting there for two hours. And he said, it's kind of awkward because I'm just sitting here, you know, laying on my bed and we're watching a movie with my mom and she's in the massage chair. And so I said, well, let's see if it fits. And I, he said, well, it reclines so it gets bigger. And I'm like, well, hold on. He said, he said, well, why don't you sit in it? <laughs> no, I couldn't. He's like, sit in it. See what I'm talking about. Why not? So I kick off my shoes. He's like, all right, 20 minutes. Huh? Like, I thought I was just going to sit and like test it. Oh, that is comfortable. Oh, no. It was a full. He's like, what do you need to wear? I said, my lower back. <laughs> so I'm sitting in this giant reclined massage chair. Had to take my shoes off. Got my feet up he's sitting on the bed watching golf we're just talking about business and about employees and what he does and i'm sitting there getting the best massage of my life it's going down my lower back it's massaging my butt it's at the bottoms of my feet it was grabbing my arms and massaging my arms and it, it grabs your legs and it pulls and i'm thinking yeah you should have two of these downstairs it's a great idea <laughs> i'll come watch movies here all the time And I even said, I said, I cannot believe I'm at a client's house sitting in a massage chair. And he said, no, you deserve it. You work hard. He said, take a break. So I did. I sat there and I could see the beautiful golf course and having a lovely talk and sitting there. (laughs) It was awesome. But I wish I I wanted to take a picture so you guys could see. But I thought it would be kind of weird if you're like, could you take pictures of me? (laughs) That was crossing the line. (laughs) One for the record books. Yeah, I've never done that before, but... I had to 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 break that professionalism. Uh, just that chair, trust me, it's worth it. <laughs> well, thank you guys. I hope you learned something. I hope I give you a little insight. Can I've been doing this so long? It, you know, 
it comes naturally to me, but getting an opportunity like this to explain things and to present to you, like I, you know, present to him so that you can hear the same kind of things that I say, how you romance it, how you might convince someone that's been stuck and hasn't been able to move forward and can't make decisions. And maybe because they had in their mind what they think it should be, but it's okay if you need to tell a client, listen, I'm not sure you're going to be happy with that. I always tell my clients, I will give you what you want, but I won't let you make a mistake. And I thought what he was going to do was going to make a mistake. And so thank goodness he listened to me and he appreciated my expertise. And he said, great, let's do it. You're right. I trust you. Let's go forward. Yay. Pictures to come. Thank you, everyone. Keep sending me your questions. Like us. Share it. Post. I would love to spread the word and help more and more designers who are starting out and love this industry learn the little tips, learn the tricks. It's like a guidebook for being an interior designer. (laughs) Happy designing, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.